Welcome into the Future Sox podcast. My name is Elijah Evans, and I'm here with another special edition player interview today. I've got a starting pitcher, Nick Mastrini, with me today, who started the season with the Dodgers organization and was traded to the White Sox in the middle of the season at the deadline, made four starts in Birmingham, and then finished his season by making another four starts in Charlotte. Welcome on, Nick. Good to have you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so we'll start here. How's uh, how's everything going? You know, you finished uh, you finished out the year at your third team of the year with two different organizations, a lot of moving pieces. Um, how did kind of just the season wrap up and how did the end of the year feel for you? Well, playing for three different teams, two different organizations, it's a little bit different, but it's the same game. You got to go out there and pitch your game. You got to go out there and just execute pitches whenever you get the ball. So, I mean, it, it wasn't that much of a shell shock. You just kind of have got to have that mentality going into it. And, and it'll be just fine. But end of the season wrapped up well. Last last start was a good one, so that's really good. Go into the go into the off season with a good headspace and knowing that you that you finished pretty strong. But yeah, no, it, it ended pretty well. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, like you were saying, you finished you finished well. What was the transition like? You know, we we talked in Birmingham, and then you made your way to Charlotte. What was the transition like? You know, going up to the the next level in AAA for the first time. I would say the biggest difference. There's two. It was one the zone. Having the ABS zone was yeah. was a little bit of a struggle just because my fastball plays pretty well at the top of the zone. I get a lot of swing and miss up there. So when the zone changes and the zone all of a sudden goes to the dude's belt and he knows that if it's above that, he's not he's just not going to swing at it. It forces you to execute your off speed early in the count or just pitches early in the count so you can get that chase up in the zone or out of the zone with the slider or change up. So you got to be able to execute the, the first two pitches, get the guy in a good count, 0-2, 1-2 to get him to chase. So it's a little bit more of a learning how to put your stuff in the zone early in the count and just learn what the hitter doesn't hit earlier in the count so you can you can get get that swing and miss with two strikes. But I would say that, that was the first adjustment and just facing, facing big league hitters. I mean, when we, when we played – uh, Jacksonville, Jorge Alfaro, Alfaro was in the lineup. When we played uh, Nashville, it was Jesse Winker, Darren Ruff, and you have the first five or six guys were, were big league guys on rehab. So it was a little bit different facing guys like that, but it's honestly the same game. You just got to have the mentality that you're better than everybody else and you'll be just fine. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, the competition level is obviously um, a different a different yeah. thing. I talked to Jordan Leisure and he said the same thing where I was like, that's that's the adjustment, right? Because you're not only are you dealing with, like you said, the, the strike system, which you have to kind of adjust your pitching a little, but then you've got guys who, you know, have years of big league experience under the belt, which changes the dynamic, of course. Um, how did you feel, you know, this season? You, you were with the Dodgers for a while. So between kind of the Dodgers organization and the White Sox organization, how do you feel just the development of your pitching has gone and what you've really learned over, you know, this full season? Well, I didn't – so, like, getting inning, innings under your belt is the most important thing, in my opinion. Like, just going out there and actually pitching, um, not missing starts, going out there and making consecutive starts and making adjustments and learning how to take a bad start and, you know, like, kind of turn a negative into a positive to go into the next start with a positive mindset. So, I would say, like, that's one thing that I was able to do really, really well this year is that I was able to – have a rough like six or seven hits, four or five runs or something like that. Or I didn't have my best stuff. I wasn't in the zone and kind of not dwelling on that and being like, all right, next one. You know, I would say that was that was the biggest mindset shift. Whereas like in the in the past, I would be like, oh dang it. Like I would kind of dwell dwell on those bad starts. And then they would 
stuff, you know, I would have two or three bad ones. And then it would be a little bit harder to get out of that hole that I dug myself in. But I mean, in college, I didn't really pitch that much. Um, my freshman year, I had TOS. I was starting on Tuesdays, so I kind of I missed the entire season. Sophomore year was COVID. I started on the weekends. I made four starts. I think I had like 15 innings. And then my junior year, I just couldn't find the strike zone, so I got taken out of the rotation. And I was put in the bullpen. I kind of just got buried at the bottom of the bullpen, so I didn't really pitch very much. So I didn't really have that experience just logging innings and and understanding myself and kind of being able to shape that mentality going into games but I mean I was it yeah that, the biggest difference for me was just getting innings and making my starts and going out there and kind of learning like what pitches worked well against certain hitters how to read hitter swings like if they fouled one off to a certain spot like what would be the best uh decision or pitch choice to go for the next pitch or like learning how to game plan certain guys like when I was game playing like Jesse Winker and Darren Ruff, like, all right, these guys are, like you said, like they have seven, eight, Darren Ruff has 12 years in the show. He's 37 years old. I'm this 23 year old kid. Like I'm trying to go out there and like, learn how to like get these big league hitters out. So it's just kind of like, you know, learning the game and going out there and actually pitching. Cause like the stuff is, is, is there. Um, it's, it, that's really not the question whether the stuff is there or not. It's more so like actually being a pitcher and going out there and playing the game. I would say like, that's the thing that I learned the most this year is like actually how to pitch rather than let's just go up there and like try to throw my fastball as hard as I can and like throw a nasty slider or like try to make this curveball move 15 inches. Like it's like actually going out there and executing stuff and then, you know, playing the game inside the game. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, that's, that's obviously a huge part of it is just getting those reps on your belt and understanding the game to the fullest extent, you know, how you building on that you threw. So like you said, you didn't throw that many innings in college. You didn't throw many innings yeah. at all when you got drafted, you know, in, in 21, that wasn't like a, you know, you get that little taste of when you, when you get drafted, the year you get drafted, you get a little bit of a taste, but you don't get much. And then the last two seasons, you've now thrown 231 innings. How's your arm feeling, you know, from all of that? Cause like you said, it's, it's important, but it also is like, that takes a, it takes a wear in your body to a degree. I mean, honestly, like I, I've said this and like, if you look at other sports, like look at football, like you get drafted and you go right into the NFL, basketball, you get drafted, you go right into the NBA. You know, it's like baseball is a little bit different. Like you go out there and like you, you're throwing, yeah, like you said, like I threw 115 innings this year and 116 innings last year. Yep. A lot of it is learning, like, how do I make my body feel the best I can every fifth, sixth, or seventh day, whatever day you're pitching. So, I mean, my, my, at the end of the season, my arm felt the best it's felt in two years. Um, I was like, all right, like, I don't really want to stop throwing. Like, I want to keep going. I want to keep competing. Like, I, 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 I want to keep going. So, I felt like I was kind of, you know, catching my stride at the end of the season. So, it was a little bit of a bummer having to, having to stop, which I was really looking forward to keep pitching. But I mean, yeah, my, my arm felt great. My body felt great. I feel like I do a pretty good job of getting in the weight room every day and prepping my body to go out there on the field. And whether it's just playing catch, whether it's doing drills, whether it's doing a bullpen, getting ready to go out there every day and like do what I got to do in work. Because um, that's the most, I mean, it, it is a job as much as I don't want to think of it like that. But like when I'm out there on the field, like that's my job. I got to get better that day. Like how can I get 1% better each and every day? And honestly, a lot of that is just like learning what to do in the weight room with the training staff and also just like learning your body, maybe not like going 110% every day. Like, all right, maybe I didn't sleep too well. Maybe I didn't get enough food. Maybe I'm not as hydrated as I want to be. 
like learning yourself and being like, all right, I need to take, take off the gas pedal a little bit, but I still have to have that mentality of like intent, intent, intent. Cause yeah. when you go out there and like, I, I fell into this trap of like my first season and a little bit at the beginning of this season, kind of like babying my arm. So I didn't really, cause I didn't want to like be sore, like not feeling the best going into, into the game, but you just got to learn how to go out there, like get after it every single day, but also like be a little smart about it, be a professional about it. It's not like, I'm going to be this meathead and go out there and just chuck the ball as hard as I can every single throw. You got you to gotta be pretty smart about it. So once I kind of figured out how to do that, honestly, my, my arm felt felt the best it's felt in a long time. Yeah, that's good to hear that your arm's feeling good. It seems like you're approaching it really well. Um, getting yeah. into the, the pitching a little bit specifically, we talked in August, and I talked to Danny Farquhar as well, um, about your slider shape. How is your slider kind of feeling towards the end of the year? And have you made any adjustments on, you know, the spin rate and the kind of shape of your slider lately? um yeah no I, I this off season i'm going into it with the mentality of just making my slider a little bit more consistent there would be some i'm not sure if you understand like movement profiles yeah but there would be sometimes my slider would get a little bit too cuttery so like yeah. the vert would be five plus right. um and the horizontal would be like negative one negative two but there are some times where i could get it zero vert and negative nine horizontal so kind of just like finding something in between and a grip that allows me to throw that thing a little bit more consistently and have a similar movement profile so that i can't like when i'm in a game and let's say i'm missing glove side it's not like oh maybe it's just moving more because like i'm doing something a little bit inconsistent like i have like a like a better cue of like all right like let's say i'm missing glove side all right throw it as left shoulder or the catcher's left shoulder so I can kind of make those in-game adjustments a little bit better because you're going to go out there and you're not going to have your best stuff every single time. Stuff's going to feel a little bit different. So making sure that the movement profile is just a little bit more consistent so I can go out there and make in-game adjustments a little bit easier. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Um, you know, while you're while you're known for both, you know, the fastball and the slider, especially when I saw you in Birmingham, you had a game where your your changeup was really working well, and you told me that that's kind of that kind of helps everything fall in place. How often do you see yourself yeah. using that pitch, and have you continued to work on you know using the changeup in various different situations? Yeah. So, and I started. I'll give you a fastball changeup guy. My my off speed was not good. My slider was not good. My curveball was not good. They they were honestly the same, and they were not. They just weren't good. Like they didn't play very well. So I was really fastball changeup. But then my junior year, when I started having a lot of problems with command with my fastball, I lost feel for the changeup as well. But I got gained feel for my slider and my curveball. So I was able to like differentiate the shapes a little bit between those two. I'm not sure why that happened. It's honestly a blessing in disguise because now <laughs> I kind of have those two pitches in my back pocket. But I I got drafted and I was just bullying guys with fastballs and sliders and curveballs. So I didn't really think I needed to work on the changeup until last year when I got out there and to high A and I was like, okay, these guys are kind of because when I'm throwing my my fastball slider to a little bit more uh advanced hitters they kind of just like like if i'm throwing it to a right-handed hitter they're kind of just like leaning out of the plate out of the plate out of, out of yeah. the plate so having something that goes into them that's similar to speed to my changeup or my slider sorry it helps so much so like being able to throw a pitch to the righties and then also obviously being able to throw it to lefties is a huge huge thing but i work on it every single day that's something that i work on every single day and catch play going out there and just like get, get at least for me it's a field pitch for me so if i have feel for that and i can just go fastball change if i don't have my slider one day 
I can just go fastball change up and I feel like I can I can go through a lineup pretty pretty good, especially a few times through the lineup. So yeah, and I'm definitely gonna work on that a lot more this offseason, try to get a little bit more uh depth on it, not so much like a ride, like kind of you know, like kind of like a floater that floats arm side. Yeah. Something that goes down a little bit to mirror mirror my slider a little bit more. Um just so that kind of like I have two pitches going opposite directions, kind of on the same plane. But yeah, I mean I work on that thing every single day. Yeah. No, that's cool. Especially being, you know, trying to be a starter at the highest level, right? Like you said, you can't get away with, with, you know, fastball breaking ball at certain points and you need to be able to mix something to kind of give a different look and get guys that are out in front with that inside movement. Um, For sure. sure. uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm watching these playoffs and it's like, okay, like, I think Scherzer threw, I'm I'm not trying to like pick Scherzer apart, but like he threw two sliders, I forget who it was. I forget who it was. He threw two sliders. And I'm like, oh, shit, he could go change up here. But he threw fastball middle, middle, and dude hit a double. And I'm like, ooh, could have thrown a change up there. And, like, so I'm kind of, like, watching these playoff games, like, trying to, like, pick apart, like, when I could use my stuff and, like, learn from what they're doing. Because Scherzer's obviously going to be a Hall of Famer. So, like, I don't know. Trying to, like, I've, I've always compared myself to him, too. Um, yeah. Just because, like, we throw kind of similar, similarly. We have, like, the similar body, body style. And we have similar, uh, like, fastball and we just have similar stuff honestly so i try to like i've always mirrored him and honestly i just love his tenacity just going out there and like getting after it and like you know just every hitter sucks i'm better than you so i mean i love watching him throw but yeah i kind of want his change up fun be honest that's, that's exactly how that how how scherzer pitches and that's how he always has yeah. and that's what's been able to create you know such a long career for him and that's that's cool exactly watching that if you don't mind me putting you on the spot here what did you have you watched some of Evaldi's starts in this past few rounds Oh, absolutely. He's been on. Yeah. I love watching him throw. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's, with, with him, it's like that mix. He, he's been – each start he makes, he switches whichever pitches he's using primarily, and that's what made me think of that because he doesn't always rely on, you know, this pitch or, the, or his fastball or his cutter. He, he mixes it up so efficiently when he needs to yeah. in the situation. And that's like what you're saying with the changeup. Like you having that option on a day where the slider might not be great, but you trust your changeup enough to make that a primary part of your pitch arsenal. It's just that that can add so much depth, especially as a starter where you're making, you know, 25, 30 starts in a year and you need to be able to switch it up. Um, exactly and like honestly the changeup is kind of a pitch in my that i've learned that helps me get through like that lineup the third time yeah like so like, i can go out there and like maybe i'm not going to show it early on in the game like maybe a few guys like i'll i'll i'll, I'll throw it in there two one right. but i'm not going to use it with two strikes just like show them that i have it then when i get to like the back half of the second time i'm facing a lineup of like the lineup switches around for the third time like all right let's start mixing in the changeup fifth sixth inning Maybe when the fastball velocity starts taking down a little bit, slider's not biting as much. Like, all right, I can go change up here, especially the left-handed hitters, like early. Like the first two, three, four guys that are up up on the up on the lineup. Like, all right, I can go change up here. If I need a ground ball to get myself out of the fifth or sixth inning, I have a run on first. I just walked a guy. Like I can throw a change up like down and away. He'll roll it over second base, boom, double play out of the inning. Like it's 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 the pitch like that that you just absolutely need to have, especially as a starting pitcher. Because yeah. it just op- it opens up so much more stuff, and then they have to be honest to the changeup, and then that makes your fastball play up a little bit more. That makes your slider and your curveball play up a little bit more, especially if you being tunnel everything the same. I mean, I can go on and on and on about this. Yeah. I love talking about this, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's honestly, in my opinion, the most important pitch in baseball for a starting pitcher to have. 
Yeah, no, I love, I mean, I could keep talking, pitching with you all day. That's yeah. mine. That's always been one of my, when I watch baseball and, you know, writing about baseball, I've always preferred writing and talking about pitching just because it's, it's, yeah. it's interesting. There's so many layers to thinking through being a pitcher. And that's why it's, it's cool to hear from your perspective and for fans, you know, like what you're thinking about. And it's, it's clear to yeah. me that you, you have all these things thought through in your head and you think about it every day because that's, that's what it takes to be a good pitcher in the league. Um, you know, we'll, we'll switch it up a little, not keep going too far in pitching. Um, I talked to the, <laughs> I talked to Jordan Leisure the other day and he was, he was singing your praises can you tell uh, fans a little bit about him and just what he kind of brings to the table for the white Sox organization i mean so i've known jordan i mean we obviously got drafted in the same class together but him and i we sh- we didn't have enough lockers in low air so him and i him and i shared one so i got to know him pretty well and that's kind of where our friendship started but this guy is an absolute beast when i say like he is one of the first ones to the field every single day, one of the first ones or last ones to leave. He goes out there and is just the grittiest person you'll, you'll ever meet. I mean, he's, he's not a very like outgoing person. Um, he's not the person that's going to talk the most funniest kid ever, but he's going to go out there and he's going to give you 110% of what he has that day, whether it's 99 at the top of the zone, or he's going to start mixing some sliders. Like the guy's an absolute savage. He's going to go out there and he's, he's going to have a long, big league career just because of how hard he works. And I mean, there's no reason why this kid shouldn't break with the big league team at the at, after spring training. He's a, he's a dog. He, he, he gets after it. I mean, honestly, if I'm coming out of the game seventh, eighth inning, there's nobody else that I would want to take the ball from me other than him. Like, I, I, I would legitimately ask the manager, give Jordan the ball. Like, five runners in the second and third, like, seventh inning, like, no outs, second and third. Like I want leisure coming in the game. That's that's the guy I want to start warming up in the pen. If I look down, I see leisure coming in. All right, like let's go. Like I know he's gonna get out of that yeah. for me because he's a, he's an absolute dog. When he gets put into those situations where it's like a one run, two run ball game, and you have runs in second and third, no outs, he he he's gonna get out of it. And I have full trust in that kid to get out of that. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Um, he was he was saying some of the similar things about just really trusting you on the mound, and uh, that's really cool to yeah. hear you guys. And where I think fans of the White Sox are really excited to watch both of you as you continue to develop. How about uh some of the other? You know, you you pitched in Birmingham, where a lot of kind of the the big arms in the system were at, and then you made your way to Charlotte, where there's a few as well. Um, how about some of the other mm-hmm. guys you've been throwing with? You know, towards it's only been a few months, obviously, with the White Sox, but some of the other guys you've got to know um, on the pitching side. How 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 do you feel about some of those pitchers? I mean, I played catch with primarily the starters, so I'll, yeah, right. I'll, I mean, I'll just talk about them. Um, I mean, one reliever that I will talk about is Gil Luna. Um, okay. That kid, he has some special stuff. Um, when you look at his fastball metrics, it's like, whoa, like that that's pretty special one, especially when he's four to six and he's throwing from the slot that he does. I mean, that when that kid starts getting more around the zone, he continuously can uh, – command the top of the zone i mean that guy's gonna be unbelievable but as far as starters go i mean i played catch with cannon quite a bit that kid has some some wicked stuff i mean he just goes out there and he makes the ball move in every which direction up down sideways i mean it's 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 kind of crazy uh eater eater has the first day i played catch with jake eater he threw me this like slider curveball slurvish thing and i didn't catch it three times in a row like I seriously was having trouble picking it up. Um, and that's the first time I've ever had that happen to me with anybody I've ever played with. It was one of the nastier pitches I've ever – I legitimately missed it three times in a row and went to, to center field. Um, Ty Bush, I mean, that guy, the ball just explodes out of his hand. I mean, when he throws the ball at the top of the zone, 
even when it's like 91, 92, 93, I know he has four, six, seven in the tank, but even when his below is down, it's like, whoa, that kind of gets on you pretty quick. Um, it's one of those fastballs that he, he hides really well and he kind of just throws out of his ear and just, boom, it's on you really quick. So, I mean, those two guys that the White Sox got in trades, I mean, they're, they're going to be pretty special. And then Cannon's, Cannon's unbelievable too. I think he's going to have a long, big, big career. Yeah, uh, guys in Charlotte, I mean, Celeste's pretty, pretty legit. Um, he has some pretty good stuff. He, he is, he can really make, oh, there's a few guys that I've been able to play catch with and like seen throw who can supinate and pronate pitch to yeah. pitch really, really well. And he's one of them. It's like he can, he can like throw a curveball and then he can, cause I have trouble with this, like throwing a curveball and then like I'll back up my changeup. So it's like I have to have a conscious effort of like let's go ahead and like really pronate on this one so I can get that horizontal movement. He does it without without even yeah. trying. He just like throws a curveball, boom, throws the changeup right off that, and it's consistent every single time. So he he has some big time stuff. The bullpen was pretty pretty legit in Charlotte. Jordan Holloway is pretty pretty nasty. Another reliever that comes to mind is uh Frazier Ellard. I mean that yeah. guy just absolutely he throws lightning bolts out of his arm like it's the boom right on you 98 it's it's pretty deceptive because the first time i saw him throw he was coming off injury and i was actually walking out after uh coming out of the locker room and he was warming up first pitch was 98 on the board i'm like i didn't even know he threw that hard because i hadn't got like i got there and he hadn't pitched yet that was the first time i saw him throw like three weeks after i got there and it was just boom 98 99 97 98 99 i was like what is going on here i did not know he had in the tank so he, he has he has a pretty special arm yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm trying no, to you're, think about you're it. touching on guys. considering you've been there for like eight days, eight you know eight starts you made between both levels. You're you're hitting on a lot of guys. I mean, Ellard and Ellard and Leisure were, were nasty yesterday in the AFL. I was watching yeah. their start, and they yeah. both they both put together great outings. So those are two more exciting arms for the pen. Addison Coffee too. Uh, yeah. He has some pretty legit breaking balls. If he can get his fastball consistently at uh, eighteen to nineteen vert, because I, I, I've seen him do it a few starts yeah. in a row. I, he he has some pretty special stuff. Um, Jonas Scalaro, that kid's changeup is probably one of the better changeups I've ever seen. It's literally just like a palm ball that just like and it's like it's parachutes, a yo-yo changeup, and that thing just goes down and back, and it's like the hitter has no clue what's going on. Yeah, uh, well, you you have a lot of guys. I'll let you. Keep I can. I can. Uh, sure Urena, is pretty legit. Um, Dominguez. He has he has some pretty fun stuff to play catch with. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'm I'm missing Mena. Mena Mena is really 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 good. That guy's curveball is is I want his curveball very badly because he can literally just thing just goes boom and just drops from yeah. from outer space. That guy's that guy's breaking ball is really good and his fastball plays really well off that. You can tunnel those really well. Dude, slider is disgusting. Um, it's literally just it goes boom 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 and straight left. You're like or straight yeah straight left. It's pretty pretty fun to watch he's he's a tough guy to play catch with too that's how i know if someone's good if, if i'm having right. a tough time catching the ball and i gotta be like all right like paying attention it it, sense. It, it, yeah it, it's it i know that you have some pretty real stuff so yeah he, yeah there's so many guys that have real stuff Definitely. It's, it's, kind of, it's exciting. It's, kind of it's exciting to watch. Yeah. We, I mean, the, the system has been replenished with a ton of different guys, and it's a lot of guys have grown yeah. internally and then come in from externally. So there's just there's a really good group of pitchers between that double A, triple A level right now. And we're we're excited. Oh, so yeah. 
Um, I'll finish on this with you because I could keep talking pitching with you all day. But uh, <laughs> what do you what are you feeling for 2024? I know there's a lot of people. I'll be real with it. There's a lot of people that are that are hoping to see you in Chicago in the near future. What do you kind of see yourself needing to do between now and the spring, and then just the what kind of your outlook for for the 2024 season? Uh, what I need to do is, I mean, like I said earlier, like yeah, it's now. never been like the stuff. You know, it's yeah. the consistency of being in the strike zone and around the strike zone because, I mean, I was exposed to it in, in Charlotte a little bit. Like, guys just won't swing if it's not a competitive pitch. I mean, they just won't do it. So you you can get in the trap of falling 2 or 3 or pretty quick if you're not around the zone. Um, so I would say what I need to do is being able to execute all my stuff with, inside the zone and kind of, like, in the, the location that I want it to be in, not having, like, misses that, miss, that leak over the middle of a plate. Um, so just being around the zone and kind of making like good executed pitches. Like let's say it isn't a strike. They don't swing. All right. That's where I wanted it to be at least. Okay. Like I can, I can play off that versus like, if you have big misses, it's like, all right, what do I do here? You know? Yeah. So kind of eliminating those big misses being in and around the zone a lot more often, um, and a lot more consistently from start to start. I think that's a, that's a big thing that I needed to go into this season, being able to do, especially from the get go. I can't have my past two seasons where like it takes me a little bit like, like a few, two, three, four starts, kind of like getting the feel for. It. I need to go into it being like, all right, let's go. Like from from outing one to outing thirty-two, however many I have, like going out there and just being consistent in and around the zone for for uh, from start to start. But as far as like outlook going into twenty-four, the twenty twenty-four season, I mean, I want to I want to break with the big league team. I mean, that that's my goal. That's what I'm training for. I have that in the back of my mind. I write goals and I put them on my on my door so I wake up every single day and I see them uh before I open my door I go downstairs or do it I'm ever I'm gonna do that day so that's that's one thing that's on my on my door right now going out there and training every single day with that in the back of my mind like I want to break with the team um I want to be in Chicago from the very first day opening day to the very last day whenever that is um hopefully we can get into the playoffs but that, that that's kind of my goal so I have a pretty big impact at the, at the major league level in Chicago yeah, that is a that is what a lot of uh, people in media and fans I can say are are also hoping to see. So we uh, we really look forward to watching your development, and we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. No problem. Thank you.